the city of angels is black and gold. You are listening to the Heart of LAFC podcast. And now, Joseph Zacker. Greetings, Los Angeles. Welcome to Heart of LAFC episode 185. We're going to call this one Gaining Strength for many reasons. Why? Bella's back. We're all back for the most part, even more when it comes to the next game and the next game. You're going to keep building and building. So, yeah, gaining strength, I think, is perfectly appropriate. Uh, that being said, Junior, how are you doing tonight? I'm great. I'm great. Thanks for having me on again, brother. How are you feeling after this last match? You know, you know, I'm an optimist, so uh, it, it all went according to plan. <laughs> right, right. And we'll get into that. We'll get into that. So Junior is going to be with us for for that part. He's going to hang out with us a little bit on community as well. And then Jason is going to jump in in a little bit. Uh, Also tonight, we're going to have Ben Verhen come on to talk about NYCFC, what to expect from our opponents, and preview that match. And uh, Christine is coming to the episode later on tonight as well. And she is going to be discussing NYCFC, our own form, but basically getting you guys all ready for this weekend's massive game. And it is massive We're playing an Eastern Conference side. We're not sure what to bring for the, or what to expect from them. So it's going to be a really interesting, interesting match. Uh, so let's get into it. So obviously a familiar face was back in the lineup. Carlos Vela was with us. Uh, you see the zonal sections. It was pretty much looking a little bit more LAFC than it's been in a very long time. And hearing it, sounding the sound of everything, definitely more of an LAFC vibe and what we'd expect uh good things in the lead up like i said vela's back we're back it just looked right weather's good everything's looking like it should be the starting 11 junior what was so beautiful about this starting 11 do we just go straight to vela or uh should i start from the back we can always start with with the king right (laughs) that's right all right we'll start with the goalkeeper cisnega no change there uh, Palacio, Segura, Murillo, Blackmon in the back, solid. K, Atuesta, Cifuentes, and up top, Bella, Rossi, and Baird. So right away you realize there's a big change. One name not in that lineup. That was a little surprising to most. Except here on the Heart of LAFC we did discuss this, but Blessing was left out of the starting 11 for pretty much, what, the first time this season? Mm-hmm which we discussed where we were wondering, well, when is Cifuentes going to play in his natural role? When is he going to get his chance? You know, is Vela going to finally push him to that? And will he sit or will Blessing sit? And are we going to see Blessing as the super sub? Well, our answers were were given to us. Uh, he saw it pretty early in warmups. It was very obvious what was happening. And let's be real. If we're talking about starting lineups, you can't get any stronger at this moment than what we saw in this match. Would you agree with that junior? Absolutely. Um, yeah, there isn't anybody I think that I would rather have in there that wasn't starting this past game. Yeah. I mean, any, all of our wishes pretty much came true with this lineup selection. I think Bob watches a pod. Oh gosh. I would never (laughs) claim it. Uh, but it, (laughs) Yeah, I, I'm just honestly extremely – I was extremely pleased to see the lineup. I was kind of freaking yeah. out in the stands before the game started, seeing the warm-ups. He was kicking the ball back and forth going, hey, wait, 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 wait. It's all working out mm-hmm. to the point where you're like, well, whatever happens today, there are no excuses. 
right? With right. this lineup, you have zero excuses. This is this is the lineup you want to see. This is how it should be. And it was. And from the first minute, you realize right away this was LAFC football. Uh, straight out. I think the touches were good. The movement was good off of the ball. Everything that we're used to seeing for years now, the system was actually playing itself out. Players were running to space, moving off of the ball. Vela was creating space. Baird was creating space. Uh, they were they were interchanged between our front line, and they looked deadly in the front. Uh, you saw some good chances early. Organization was good in the mid. Everything that you would want to see from your first few minutes played itself out, so much so that in the 14th minute, uh, Diego Rossi got a beautiful setup from Baird. Nice little through pass there. Uh, looking like an easy finish. You got to have the run working right to make it happen. But basically, Baird and Atuesta got the assist. Bang, bang, play. Touch, touch. Quick, quick hit goal. goal. Junior, what was your impression on that goal? I mean, we've been talking about Baird um, for a while now, um, at least a few games or a couple games, and he continues to impress. Baird is is, is doing great. Um, he he's, he seems like a natural. Give me the ball and go forward. Not don't look back. Who's in front of me? Who's beside me? Let me dish it off. If not, let me see if I can do something about it. And um, I just I love it, man. I'm so excited to see. Hopefully he continues to get the start alongside uh, Vela. Hopefully Vela gets more minutes and Rossi because those three, uh, I mean, I'm really, really excited. And, you know, I gave the heads up that that with Barry getting the extra space because of the skilled players that we have, that he would get a chance to shine in this system. And it's yeah. exactly what he's doing. This looks like a career year right from the get-go. He's got two goals, two assists. He doesn't think twice about his actions. He's not hesitating at all. Uh, mistake or not mistake, he's not hesitating to make the move. That's and right. Honestly, the, that killer instinct is something that we've been missing in his role uh, that we really did need. Uh, not to discredit Brian. Brian is more of kind of a rollover, look for, the, look for the bigger pass or try to take the man. Tempo, right? Building tempo. Baird, no, it's not about building tempo. It's just making the move, right? Going That's for right. the kill. And that's what he did uh, early on. And that works with who we have up there. And it gives Vela that chance also to start creating space himself if he can trust his other two to do the job, which, let's be honest, these three do that. Uh, by the 33rd minute, none other than Diego Rossi once again scores on a pretty similar bang-bang play. But in this case, it was it was Vela bringing the ball through. And, man, that was a nice, a nicely hammered shot past the keeper. It just looked like just... A little rainbow. It is pretty, pretty, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And again, mm -hmm. go for it. Yeah. So, yeah, I wanted to just to go back to um, do you think Baird plays as well as he does just because he's so confident knowing he has this guy on his left and this guy on his right? I, I think it's confidence and also space and time because when those other two are on the field, the defenders pretty much have to pack it in for those two, which if he's the third option, nice, yeah. we'll take it, right? Yeah. If he does his job as that third option, then it's deadly, absolutely deadly. Yeah. Uh, they they can't cheat, right? They're finding out the hard way that if you cheat with Vela and Rossi and overdo it with those two, then this third option is going to get you. And that, you know what? that's I what think, we're yeah. seeing. I think you're right because uh, that, that first goal, I think it was Vela who drew at least two, maybe three. Mm -hmm. And then that's that's when Baird 
you know, dished it off to, to Rossi and Rossi, you know, we, he can put him in the back of the net as he's done. And I think you're absolutely right. You nailed it. Yeah. If you have Rossi moving into the box on a play like this, that seems to be his bread and butter that, that one, that one touch or one time hit on runs. Yeah. He loves the, incur the incursion from that point. That's just, I honestly, that's his wheelhouse. He loves firing from that range. So mm. who wouldn't, right? It's yeah. ideal. So he, but he finishes and that's why he is who he is. So yep. that, that was beautiful to see. Uh, touches in the first half. Everything in the first half suggested this was LAFC football. Again, I was turning to other people in the section. And, wow, this is, and I heard it multiple times that, wow, this feels like opening day. This is our real opening day. This is who we are. This is our football. And this was a, a common thing I was hearing in the North End is, is this feels like the real opening day. Our season didn't start until today. And in a way, I think they're right. Yeah, so maybe it was just to... a slow start. Yeah. Oh, I just think it's been injuries. It's been Vela and Rossi haven't been 100% at all this season. They're both re recovering. And you can't tell me that they're they're anywhere, both of them close to 100% yet. Mm -hmm. And they're still performing this way. And watch, this is why we titled the show Gaining Strength. Because I think our lineup is gaining strength. I think our, our players are that are getting back to health. And now you're seeing it. You're seeing the payoff. And now they're healthier and only going to get more minutes as this progresses. Things are looking up. As long as we can stay healthy. And this is our starting 11 week in and week out. We can start stringing wins together. For sure. Now, first half was the first half. Second half, on the other hand, wasn't quite perfect. Right? There were moments. Uh, but we did enough to hang hang out and not crumble. But there were still, again, those hiccups. Uh, the biggest hiccup, of course, in the 50th minute, uh, Michael Barrios pretty much gets a little bit of a gift. They assisted to Diego Rubio. I mean, honestly, our back line could get the assist as well. Uh, basically a floating header from, from Palacios, and then both him and Sakura weren't, weren't sure what to do next. Sakura yeah. kind of gets caught in no man's land because of the way that header went. And Palacios doesn't follow uh, the man that's his, technically his mark at the time. He doesn't follow him. It's a bang-bang play, a very fast situation. But he didn't read it uh, that simple. And so they break and punish us. And it seems like this season that's been the story that if you give them one chance, they're going to they're gonna hang it. Uh, I think in this case, they had, what, two shots on goal and one goes in. Yep. Like, Again, very unfortunate that it seems like every time we give up a chance, we're instantly punished for it. We're not getting those moments where they're hitting a post or, you know, the bounce is right there. Or Cisniego gets kind of a lucky save. Like, we're not getting that. He's making the saves. He is making the essential saves. Yeah. But those crazy moments where you get away with it, we're not getting away with it this season. And we're getting punished instantly. And that's, right. that's a bit unfortunate. But if you're giving up the chance, you're still giving up the chance. And that's that's can't it. complain too much if it's a turnover. And that was a turnover and a miscommunication um, for Palacios. This has to be maybe the third or fourth time he's been in a situation that's been like this, this season already, which is a little scary. This early on in the season, to me, it's not really char uh, characteristic of, of, of who Palacios is as a player. I just think he's kind of in a bad, uh, bad place. Very unfortunate moments for him early on. Definitely things he can build on. Definitely things he'll improve upon. Uh, the player that he is, the competitor that he is, I fully expect him to to slough this one off, move on, get better, 
and do what he has to do. On the bright side, if he continues to struggle, we already have Farfan available. And so you already have the competition set, which we need to mention the substitutions in the match. Farfan actually was an instant impact when he went in, right, Junior? Absolutely. Um, You know, Farfan came in and and drew that um, very smart foul on his behalf, stupid on the Colorado uh, players' behalf. It it was a stupid foul, and and uh, but it was great for us because he, he you know he wasted time. It, it was just a totally unnecessary and and, and good for Farfan to 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 feel that you know that bump from behind and and drop. Not yeah, saying he you feel it, the heat, and you make yeah. you make that move, and and it all works out. Uh, of course, blessing came in as that super sub, and I think we were mentioning man. Imagine facing him in the seventieth minute. In this case, I believe he came in the seventy sixth minute. That's to right. do exactly what we expected from him. And I would say that his battle with Lalas Abu Bakar uh, was a bit epic, even though it was a short period of time. They were really going to war. Yeah. Uh, I was entertained because I just love hard-nosed football and, and, and one-on-one battles, and that was one, like legit from an instant. And I can't blame Colorado for like, dude, hammer this guy. He's going to kill us if we don't. Uh, and they, they did play it extra rough. I mean, they were playing with five in the back, which is shocking enough already because they haven't done that at all this season. I mean, they gave him a kick to the belly. I mean, they, yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah, they were playing hard. It was hard nosed, man. I'm, you know what? I'm okay with it. I mean, they were even hard nosed against Tisniega in this match. Uh, there were a few moments where he was like, I'm not putting up with this junk. Yeah. Like, no. But Colorado got to that, and they they realized that that you know when you're playing LAFC, we're we're getting kind of a wouldn't say soft. It's not soft. I think more of we finesse our way out of issues rather than than grind. Then muscle out of it, right? Make it make it more silky than add some sandpaper, right? Uh, and Colorado knows that, and so it was very obvious that throughout this match they were trying to get under our skin a little bit, try to rough us up a bit. It wasn't successful. It wasn't. Uh, our guests did stand up for themselves. I, I commend Cisniega for being, you know, getting into scrums after those moments rather than just like sloughing it off. Like, nah, man, I'm not putting up with it. Yeah. We need that. Yeah. It looked good. I liked the fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was nice. But a blessing come, came in and he knew he was going to get hammered. And that's exactly what he did. It put them into bad foul situations to the point where, well, Abu Bakr had to be taken out. So, yeah. you know, they eventually had to sub him out, even though to me, watching the game i was still surprised he came out because i felt he was one of the most impactful players in the back just he was everywhere he was a problem for us he was keeping us pretty honest but with Uh, that yellow card you would have left him in that's they don't have a choice i mean let's be real they don't have a choice even though coach has to take that's a hard one to do especially since he's in a battle it's 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 tough because you are dropping off instantly when he comes out but what's your risk the unwinnable situation, right? You're just, you're stuck. So, you know, on our end, when that, when that sub happened, I felt really good, you know, like, Oh, okay, well there goes that. Um, yeah, the war is, the war is proper. You know, I was, I was really happy. Vela got his minutes. Baird got his minutes. Um, you were talking about why is Baird getting subbed out all the time, right? You're, yeah, you're um, concerned I mean, about he's, that? yeah. I'm concerned because he's, he's doing so well. Um, uh, contributing it seems like every minute he's doing something whether with the ball or off the ball and he's getting subbed out so i wanted to ask do you think it's 
it's maybe conditioning or do you think it's a strategic move um you know by bringing in moose is moose better holding the ball and slowing it down or, or what do you how do you feel i feel that it's a little bit of both and it could be about moose uh one thing I think is going on is they are limiting minutes for Baird right now. You have three strikers, two have had injury issues. Uh, it might be good to keep them fresh in a long season. I know we're going to have a three-week break, which is kind of a beautiful thing in a way, even though we are getting momentum. But it gets everybody healthy, right? Uh, so it could be something where it was we're going to limit minutes. I do believe a lot of it has to do with Moose himself and getting him minutes to get back into the form that we expect from him. Okay. Uh, I think I think that Bob is definitely the kind of of coach that he sees the upside in someone, and he knows that if you work it out long enough, the upside will appear. And I believe that in this case, Moose's tools, even under the circumstances with a lead, are good to use in the moment. If you're going to hold the ball up, if you're going to provide pressure on their backline and not give them as much time as they would like, if they're trying to counter and, and create a situation, then he does the job there. And so I think that's where it's at now chasing a game. Do I think he's the best option? Not right now. Uh, last year though, he was a good option in many cases. So it's, he's there when he's fully in form. He, he was very impressive last year at times. So you can't help but feel that, that he's getting these minutes simply because he's trying to work him back into, into the culture of it all. Okay. I mean, even okay. he's even getting minutes in Las Vegas, which tells me that they're just trying to to work things out with him. So mm -hmm. that that's what I think is going on there. Uh, tactically, though, like if I'm trying to chase the game, I don't want Baird coming out of the game, not at all, yeah. because the creativity with him is is probably the best he's he's had in his career so far. Uh, he's, I mean, he was great with RSL. I think he only had like 14 goals in like 90 something games total. So for him in his pace with us right now is way beyond anything I expected. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean that, that that's that's what I'm seeing. Uh, is okay. is it's just yeah, they're working it out. Uh, but I would say the Baird appreciation uh, thread is definitely something that's worthy because he mm -hmm. has shown uh, another level playing with with us, and so mm -hmm. that that's good things. Vela being limited is very obvious, right? I mean, he's getting back from injury, so that makes sense. Well, I got another oh, one for you on on that Vela. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah. so. Um, you know, we, we had been talking about how the final third seemed to be where our club was lacking, whatever it was they were lacking right now. Here comes Vela with more minutes and boom, immediately that first half, there's two goals, which you can directly link to him. Do you think that we are too dependent on one player as great as he is, but you know how that goes, players come and go, um, I, I kind of, I'm thinking about um, the fire back in the day when they had Cuauhtémoc. That team seemed lost without him. <laughs> um, every time any player, whether it was a defender, midfielder, or somebody playing alongside him, got the ball, they immediately looked for him and they gave it to him for direction. Um, mm -hmm. Do you feel he's kind of having that impact on our attack um so that so much so that when he's out we're just kind of wait so who do we give it to kind of couple thoughts yeah i got okay. a couple thoughts on that okay i think one he is the captain he is the leader of the team he is a franchise player and 
Lakers, are they going to be as successful without Kobe when it was the Kobe era? No, right? right Your franchise right. player. Uh, there's guys that just do that. They take over, and he's one of those players, and we pay him for that. You know, that's expected. I think the bigger issue and why we are so dependent on him is that we don't have three functional DPs. That, you know, if you had three and say he's out of lineup, you then still have two impact players, two leaders. They're supposed to be leaders uh, out there anyways, instead of Rossi being isolated. Because the Minavella comes out, Rossi's isolated. Everybody just pours it on him. Yeah. And that's no fun. And if Rossi's having an off day and he's isolated, then Baird gets isolated. And Baird's not going to do anything when he's isolated. So when Vela comes in, then your system is proper. Your system requires three functional attacking players. That press, that move, that interchange. The minute you take the main one out, it falls apart in a way. It's limited in a way. And so that's where we're at. Now, when Opoku was in there, we seemed to be an okay, be okay. You know, it, it seemed to work with the current the guys up top. But now he's out for a long time. So even more so, we need Vela healthy. Unless there's somebody in the wings that we're purchasing. I know that... Somehow, some way, a certain team gets promoted, hey, hey, hey. and there's an automatic trigger, and then like, hey, is hey, good. hey, spill the beans, Duh, right? I mean, that's the talk, right? That apparently there's this this deal that that if Horta gets promoted with his side, then he goes with them, and wait, wait. that's who'd done. You, wait, who did you say? Oh, sorry, <laughs> <laughs> I can't help myself. It's trauma. I get it. It's trauma, dude. Brian Rodriguez, Horta. To me, it's. They'll do better same, elsewhere, but not same old, different hole. Yeah, 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 yeah. Same old, same old hole. Same old cost. Not getting what we thought we would get. I'm not knocking the guy, but it just didn't fit. And mm. so, if we get him sold off, and everybody makes money, and everybody's happy, yeah, we get a we get a third designated player, and it's over. You know, like at that point, who do you bring in? That's the big thing. Are you going to put somebody in the midfield to bolster that and create more out of the mid? Uh, are you going to have Baird as a super sub and bring somebody else up top? Mm. Big questions. You can have somebody that can play both roles coming in. Yeah. Hacking mid mindset. Uh, the possibilities are endless. Yeah, yeah, let's, let's hope this happens because the speculation is, is just so, so fun. You know, it's all rubbish, yeah, I, but I it's love. so fun. It's like Christmas, man. Like, here's my list. This is who I want to, you know. Yeah. If Santa brings me one of these, I know life is going to be good. Well, Santa, we we need a third DP, and we need it to deliver. And I'm good with, again, attacking mid mindset. If you want to bring another winger in, if you want to be bring someone that's a straight-up target striker, and then we work around that guy, that's fine by me as well. But obviously, you need another impact player that can control things yeah. um, to work with. That would be good. But we have to we have to root for a certain side in Spain to see that follow, yeah. follow through. We'll see what happens. We'll see yeah. what happens there. Uh, other things that stood out in this match, uh, honestly, to me, midfield was doing its job. Sifuentes, again, in his natural environment, is a much different player. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, I can't really fault. I can't really fault much on that one. Yeah. One really sketch moment from our backline, Cisniega. Again, he had fire in his belly, and I love that. So my hot take on this whole thing is, thank God we had 45 minutes of true LAFC football. Now let's get to 90 minutes of it. Yeah, 
I mean, and kudos to the to the club for holding it together, not folding and, and falling apart after that first goal. Because, uh, you know, it, it could have gone sideways quick and really easy. Um, but they, they oh. held it together. You know, they, they I guess they realized, hey, this is fucked up. Oh, we messed up, and uh, let's get it together and 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 finish this off. Yeah, I mean, we've. We've been good. We've held nearly 60% possession in most of our matches this season. That's nuts, yeah. right? Yeah, that's what it, it was this game, right? Like, like 59, 58, 58 or something. Yeah. yeah, 58 for this one. Uh, chances created 16. Uh, pass rate 81%. Only five made it in the goal, but if you're scoring two out of the five, you're not, you're not doing too bad. Mm-hmm. Um, again, for them, they had two on goal and one, which hurt. 13 shots in the box. Of course, most got blocked, but still, still yeah. you're creating in the box. You're, ta- you're taking them. Yep. Yeah. Honestly, like I said, everywhere I look, all the stats I look at was like, well, this looks like LAFC football again. Yeah. You can't score if you don't shoot. And, and they were shooting fouls committed. There were also, you know, it was kind of up there, which is, it's good. Like you said, they they were being aggressive and, you know, they weren't pushovers and, and letting themselves get punked around. So, I mean, that fouls committed stat, that brought a smile to my face. Yeah. Um, yeah, just down the line. But it was a tale of two halves again. You know, that second half was kind of uneventful and sloppy, dirty. Yeah. Now, I, I will say, again, don't take away from us when you look at what Colorado is doing and rebuilding. Uh, Barrios, to me, is, is an amazing player. He really is. He never gives up. He's a pest pretty much mm-hmm. 24-7. He does get under your skin, and he also pressures continuously. That's a hard guy to mark all game. He, he's a workout. And he's busy. So yeah. give him credit there. Rubio, he can do key passes and kill you at times. That's what he does. Uh, he looked the part in this game. Uh, the young kid they had out there, just went blank on his name. Uh, yeah, there I go blank. But uh, where, where is it? What, Costa, uh, Price, Bassett? Ba- Bassett, you know, Bassett, Bassett to me shows a lot of promise. Young kid, but he, the work rate's there. Uh, Price is, you know, was their link, right? You don't have yeah. him, it's disjointed. So, again, they lived up to their role. We just, we were better on the day. Yeah. A lot better on the day. Uh, just because we are more filled out as a roster and they're currently under construction. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that that's where they're at right now. But I can tell you by next season, if they keep most of these players and build onto this roster, even this season, they could be in the playoffs. Would not be shocked at all if we if we have to face these guys in like early round playoffs. Don't be surprised because I could yeah. see them getting in. Definitely, uh, not a bad team at all. Much different. So give them credit where, where credit is due. Uh, they they put the work in. Of course, we gave one away, but yeah, pressure's still there. They're still in position to do it. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I want to do right now is kind of jump off and look at what everyone else is saying within the chat. I know we usually save it to the absolute freaking end. I don't want to do that, man. I want to just get into the mix and talk to everybody on here. So a couple things. I'm going to jump back into there. Boom, boom, boom. All right. So running through <laughs> Mark Lopez. This is funny. I can either confirm or deny that I am the Bob Burner account. <laughs> You're kind of admitting to it, sir, but okay. Love it. Love it, Mark. Uh, Pee-wee, three years, though, we need elite players with experience in finals. Yeah, you need that third DP, right? 
hundred percent. We need a third DP. Yep. Our youth sometimes works against us. As great as it is, sometimes it does. Uh, could you believe? Could you imagine this lineup with an with an Aguero type? Oh, man, that's that's. I, I know it's fantasy land, up. right? You guys going to like Barcelona, but could you imagine? Or or Zeko, right? And he apparently he's looking to go somewhere. His agents kind of kicking tires. So you bring a you bring a target man in in this lineup in the playoffs. Yeah, forget it. Yeah, once you once uh, you have yes. that once you have that speculation podcast, have me on, please, because. Aguero's, he's, he's the one I want. Like, he's just... Oh, man. we're days away from the transfer window opening, correct? Yeah, there's still a chance. Yeah, we've got international matches, and when that's all said and done, then then silly season begins. So, there you go. <laughs> it's coming. It's coming. Yeah, I love that. Uh, don't be... I, I worry a little, though, because of our current lineup and roster that somebody might leave, but that's me. That's just me being me. Uh, Pee Wee says, yes, nice to see Vela again. Agreed. Uh, Mark Lopez says, Baird has looked good from the jump. I think he wants to stay in L.A. as long as possible. He loves it here. Can't blame no question. Yeah. I can't do the weather, the people, the supporters. He's got love here. That's for mm -hmm. sure. Gomez Jr. says, Rossi, when running, looks like a stud zebra with that hair. <laughs> hey, you want to talk about hair? About Cal Jennings. Dude, I love that hair. I mean, not as epic as Abu Bakr yesterday, uh, this last match. Like, that was next yeah. level cool. But and Cal Jennings. Yeah, is... Jennings. So, Jennings, if you're going to have like a poster boy running down the field, he, he kind of has that vibe, right? That old Pantene so, commercial vibe. Only a matter of time until we see him in the lineup. I know he's looking, he's looking, uh, he's looking the part. He's earning his keep in Las Vegas. Can't say that about others, but there it is. Uh, Gomez Jr., far fan over Palacios on the start, bringing Palacios at the 70. I'm okay with it. I think creating a battle in that position is great right now. I think it's okay. Uh, accountability is a good thing. You might as well make it a proper competition. And far fans have been living up to it. So I'm fine with that. Gomez Jr., do guys come back stronger, healthier after the two-week break, or do they return out of sync right back into it? I will say this. These two weeks are great for us because anybody who's on the mend will no longer be on the mend. I'm okay with it. Uh, I know we're gaining momentum, but I'd rather gain health right now. Mm -hmm. Health is a surefire way to get momentum back, so I'll take that. Yeah. Right? What do you think, Junior? you agree yeah, on that? Absolutely. And hopefully, we, you know, we get Vela back at 90% or... Shit, even a hundred percent could be at a closer to a ninety-five to a hundred if we give him these weeks off, as long as he yeah. keeps in keep in shape, right? Which yeah, and, and Vela, he's driven, and and a so, coaching staff. Worry. I'm I'm sure they'll keep everybody, as he says, in in sync. I think the health yeah, down, down to that is. water intake, right? It's <laughs> all the stuff we see with this side. I, there's no question. No yeah, question. Yeah. So the health and uh, as Pee Wee says, and dude, shout out Pee Wee, man. Good seeing you back on tonight. Uh, they are pros at the end of the day, and that is true. Uh, definitely, you see that. Uh, young pros, but pros. Let's see. Running through. Brendan, I hear we're going to have a Jerry on the podcast next episode. Which Jerry? Just messing. Just messing. <laughs> Junior's changed his name to Jerry. What? Yeah. Jerry, Jerry. Jerry's always welcome. You know that. I love my brother. He's always welcome to come back again. Uh he knows that. We'll see what happens there. Uh, Rossi was rocking last season with Vela. This is from Mark Lopez. Uh, why would we be lost now? I think the empty striker rule is what makes us less than lethal without Vela. Yeah, you don't have a target man, right? 
I mean, that that's kind of where we're at. But the three is good. The three is good. Just depth is there. Uh, Rocky was right. I mean, Rossi was rocking, but you could also look at it, the pandemic bizarre season and go, well, everyone's a little bit out of shape. So the league's tightened up this year talent wise i think it has and all over the place it's a tight league now so that makes sense uh good observation mark the team hasn't found an adequate replacement for diomande they haven't which diomande on his socials has been pretty hilarious as of late uh in case y'all didn't see it he's been kind of giving that row of the beard look uh giving the emojis for that kind of showing love back i don't know Junior, what would you do if, if you heard rumors that Diamante was actually coming back? Would you be excited about it? Yeah, a lot. Man, I, yeah, I yeah, we miss Dio. Yeah, we miss him a lot. Dude, man. I like the edge. I like I like how, how hard he goes into things. So, yes, I miss you, Dio. If you ever wanted to come back, the doors are open, man. There's there's no question about that. Uh, Hooligan Ox. Brother, I'm going to see you like next week, man. Uh, Vela being out there helps the other two as he can be the decoy and give the chance for the other ones to score. Exactly. He moves people out of the position that they normally like to play in. He pulls players. That's his job outside of being the Lord and savior of LAFC. Uh, he, he does that too. He creates a lot of space. That's what Dude, he did. I love, I love the first goal. Yeah, it was beautiful. Uh, Carlos says we are cursed with third DP slot so far. Well, the only way you beat a curse is to keep plugging away. So, mm-hmm. Go for it, John. Bring somebody in. Uh, Nestor S. says, I disagree. I believe it's because we don't have our third DPs. All our DPs have been out. It, even if one DP plays, it's challenging. Look at the Seattle playoff game. We only had value. You're right. If you have one DP, it gets isolated out of the game. Pretty simple. So you need three strong DPs to keep them honest. You see the Seattle situation, right? They have three strong ones. If one goes down, they keep going because you still have the impact. Uh, Nestor says we lost with Vela and the other two DBs. Right? Yes, because again, isolation. Agreed. Isolation kills us. Uh, Carlos, you don't bring in another young DP on a gamble that he will pay off. Yeah, I don't want to gamble. I I just want somebody that we know it's proven can make the job uh, happen and get us a ring. Right. Yep. Yep. Somebody seasoned, weathered, who's been, who's played in many, many big games. Yeah, second nature, right? Yeah. Just get the job done. Agreed. Totally agreed. Uh, Gomez Jr., I prefer a CAM. Yeah, I do too. Central attacking midfield over striker for now. Long-term mid to prepare uh, for the inevitable loss of a Twesta. Yeah, but a Twesta's not a, a, a CAM, dude. So I, I, it's we'd have to change some things up, that's for sure. But yeah, I would still definitely like one more dynamic midfielder. I think that changes everything. Uh, are we wearing the blue jerseys in the North End this Saturday? Well... I have mine. I will be wearing it in the North End. I am going to play ball. I have my black hat. Everything else will be blacked out. But I'm definitely going to be wearing my prime blue jersey. It's going to look weird, guys. It's going to look like Manchester City versus Chelsea on the field, and it's just weirding me out. Even weirder that the Man City side will look more like Chelsea, New York, right? Uh, It's going to look weird. It's okay, though. It's for a good cause. Uh, Mark Lopez, that's the point, though, right? We can't just have two threads, Villain Rossi. Yeah, again, I think I think consensus from the crew, right? Uh, Brendan, look forward to watching the football during lockdown in Melbourne. Praying for everybody in Melbourne. They're back on lockdown again. There's a surge. Uh, stay safe, brother. We can't. I can't wait to have you come back to your second home and visit us again. 
Maybe we'll keep you busy and put you on the pod for another episode. Keep you super busy. And if you're down for it, we'll have you on, brother. Uh, Al Hopkins, howdy, everyone. Been on the road, but back home now. Welcome back, brother. Hopefully we'll see you uh, next at the match. Uh, let's see. Hooligan, yes. We missed the Lion King. Dio. And Carlos, the only at a discount Dio because couldn't stay healthy. Right. I mean, that was a problem for him. He seems to be okay now. I think having Baird and, and Moose out there as well can limit his minutes and make him a kind of a super sub if necessary. So I'd rather give the man a, a chance and bring him back home. Cool. So thank you guys for the comments. We're going to move on to our next spot, which is, of course, community. Uh, my good brother, Junior, is actually going to stick around for this one a little bit and help me out in the process because there's a lot of news jumping around. So uh, Punk will visit us in a little bit when he gets off of work to talk uh, vinyl records and some other fun stuff. But uh, first things first, this weekend's match, there are some events. We have uh, Celebrate Women in Sports. Definitely check out the socials. Check out Twitter. Uh, there's a video with Mia Ham called Still I Rise. Totally cool, guys. Check it out. It's really awesome. Uh, yeah, go for it. Uh, so you will be celebrating women at the match, which means, you know, Falconer and a couple other things. Uh, some surprises for sure, uh, but definitely it will be a celebration. Uh, interestingly enough, there's two celebrations at the same game. Uh, as you see, I'm wearing the prime blue jersey. Uh, the prime blue junior. What is the prime blue for? You see that up there? Sorry, buddy. Uh, the prime blue jerseys. Why are we wearing prime blue jerseys for this game? What's up with that? Oh, sorry, man. You caught me. Uh... <laughs> I threw you off there. Oh, yeah. Don't worry. I'll get it. I'll get you on the on the flip on this one. Okay. Okay. Uh, the prime blue kits are being worn by everyone this weekend. New York's got darker ones. We've got lighter ones. They've got orange trim. We got blue trim. Uh, it's recognizing the fans who have made an impact in their communities. So apparently, on social media, post game a player will be presenting their game virtually to a community leader or someone, a fan who's made an impact on the community. I'm not sure how many of these are going to be given out, but it's happening. Um, I can't help but feel these might've been like the earth day ones from last year, but that's just me being goofball going, maybe that's what these are from. But in this case, it's community. And honestly, this is one of the most comfortable jerseys I've ever purchased. It showed up today. So I'm cracking up that it just showed today, but they're really nice guys. Uh, how, do they, how do they run? Are you running small? Are they run size? They're oh, they big, do. dude. They're they're massive. Yeah, I was. They're cut the same way as the home kit, except it's more like a replica on the top, so it's super baggy. Mm. But on the bottom, it's cut like an authentic. So from a distance, it looks like an authentic, but it sits like a baggy replica. Okay, but it's okay. air knit on the top, so the air knit is nice. It's like nice and light. So. The everything on it, of course, these are recycled uh, plastic. That's what they're made out of. It's a giant LAFC logo, way bigger than normal. Does it feel like that. plastic? How's it feel? The logo feels like plastic. Everything else is just, it looks, feels like air knit polyester from like what the 80s. That's what it feels like. Super light air knit. There's holes. You can see the holes. So it looks cool to me. It's going to look interesting on the field. They look pretty flashy. That's for sure. That's for sure. Uh, beyond that, the cool news about this next game is that everyone I know is kind of sad because we're playing so early, what, two o'clock start, but the champions league, uh, final is happening right before our game. 
why 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 cut it so close people so that game basically starts at 12 our game starts at two y'all know in the champions league final that's cutting it way too close because you know, games tend to go you know extras right mm-hmm. we get 30 minutes of extra like man this is all bad things so they're gonna show the game at the stadium this is a recent revelation because i guess it's on what big cbs for this match so it's on over air tv free tv means we free tv which means you get to show it at the stadium so we'll be showing that at the stadium uh most of the match will be on the big screens inside when it comes time to programming for lafc though it will move into the concourse so how early can someone point. arrive joseph uh 11 30 gates are opening at 11 30 okay. so go there i believe 10 30 they're going to do the the check-in for for covid clearance and all that so show up early please like at 10 30 and go take care of your paper uh paperwork get checked out yeah papers please right joking about that <laughs> a lot um i support it don't worry uh and then you get to go in and go watch the game and i'm hoping like the 90 for nine before 90 is like happening in the north end let's hope yeah but, i was gonna ask you the important question what about the beer well, I hope the 90 for 90 is happening because that'll, that'll be worth it, right? Okay, but, uh, but, but we haven't heard anything about that yet. I have for not. Pe- for people that are not. arriving early for the for the Champions game. I mean, yeah, it's super early, right? And if you're doing cheap beer all that time before the game, ooh, man, we're going to have chaos in the North End. But <laughs> spaced out chaos, right? Uh, go enjoy the game. I'll be there pretty early to watch as well. Probably by 12, I'll be in that building. And, and uh Good luck to those who are in the Champions League final. If you support them, that's all good. They're not my teams, but all good to those who made it. Uh, enjoy the match. That's for sure. Uh, vaccinated sections, like I said, are continuing. So check in early. Uh, sections are the same as last match. No changes. Maybe there's more more people there, but not a lot of differences. I know some other people got a chance to get tickets for this one. All good. Just can't wait to have all of you there. Uh, total testing solutions is still doing all the same thing. So go register early. If you got into this one, go to the website, make it happen. It's super easy to get in once that's happening. If you don't register and try to do it on site, the lines were horrible, like bad long. So if you want to waste 45 minutes of your life, is that what it was? Yeah. If you register ahead of time, it's no more than 10 minutes. Oh, easy. More like five minutes to be honest. Yeah. Register ahead of time, guys. Do it online. Easy. Yeah, do, do it online, online, get it over with. Don't wait in that crazy line. That's just not good for anybody. That being said, all of this could be a moot point after this break. So as many of you know, because I know there's a lot of Dodger fans, the crossover is pretty heavy within the family here. Uh, Dodgers have announced that what on the 15th, they're opening everything back up, fully open. And then I know music parks are going to do the same thing. Uh, so definitely uh, we have to expect that it's going to happen for us too. Uh, even their answer, like Rammstein's got in, adding concerts. It's open again. Like that's, what's going to happen after the 15th. All signs are pointing to it. So maybe this is the last time we have to deal with these crazy, crazy uh, restrictions and we'll get back to normal again. Praying for that moment. So that's, what's going on. Um, other things that are cool. International break is here. Uh, I think I'm going to leave this one for Ben to talk about who's going to international break. I just want to give my congratulations to the Kim Moon Juan who got called up to play for Korea and qualifiers three, three matches during this lovely break. Congratulations, sir. And, and we'll, we'll talk about that more in the preview, right? Dude earned man. Good stuff. Um, and so that's pretty much where we're at, at news. Uh, Junior, I know you're kind of hanging out. You're all set. I'm going to let you run away because I think Punk is jumping on right now, which is super cool to give his 
final moment. So, brother, thanks again, Junior. Have a great, great weekend. We'll see you in a couple weeks again, man. And, of course, you always stay golden. So it's all good, man. Talk to you soon, brother. All right. Love you, man. Which then brings us Jason Ariano. Let me get the man, the myth, and the legend back on. Coming in from work, late arrival, late sub. Hey, Jason, how are you doing tonight? Uh, I just got in from work, man. I literally have, yeah, got in, set my laptop up. I have my table, my desk all set up. Actually, the TV tray all set up, and my mic was set up when I left this morning. But, yeah, had it all set up, and it was a little busy at work today. Uh, I think Memorial Day weekend coming up, so we were kind of busy. But, uh but I made it. Um, it was wonderful being at the game this past Saturday, by the way. So I saw you, so it was cool. We were we were in the same row, but exact opposite ends. So you were Black Army. I was over with the Empire Boys. Speaking of Empire Boys, Ty wanted me to put a question out. He wants to know why we are so afraid to shoot the ball. So Ty, he's a, we uh, we were right next to each other in thirty fifty two, and mm-hmm. he told me if I didn't ask, he was going to give me, you know. You know, a what, hard time. That's fine by time, me. So. I, I mean, if I'm going to take a tackle at this one, it's going to be they put five guys in the box and we're just trying to block everything. I think that's pretty much where it is. If you wind up, you got two guys in front of you every time. You have to be a little more dynamic and, and send people just like we scored the goals we did. Just firing at the top of the box, they're going to close in way too easily because there's five back there. And then, they're, then their midfielders are playing super low too, so... It's hard. It's hard to get a shot off. Mm-hmm. They had a ton of block shots in this game. That's probably why. But I agree too. Like sometimes you just want to put it in the mix and see what happens next. Chaos is yeah. a good thing in times. So I would say if you yeah. drop guys deep, ping the ball in there, make them make them work. So yep. So Ty, that's good for call, you, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He told me uh, it's yeah. Or after uh, during the game, he, uh, he 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 was he said you better ask that on your show. He, I'm like I'm like I'm like I'm like okay. Is. I promise I will. I was driving here going I can't forget because I know Ty. If you ever been to our watch parties, his family is like his one of his daughters is the youngest winner of our 90 plus minute uh, pin. Uh, it's for the person who's like gives it the most and the loudest. So. Uh, him and his family, they like give a hundred percent every game. Even his little daughters who are they're they're junior high, kind of elementary age, and they give it all. So uh Ty, what's up? So <laughs> but hey, it was wonderful being there. I'll be honest, when I walked in the stadium, I I almost cried. It was so <laughs> it was my first game back. I got down there really early. It was weird not to see the tailgate going on. Uh Christmas tree lane looked naked to me. Uh, I did bump into Philly. Uh uh, outside the stadium for the game so it was cool seeing him uh seeing a lot of you out there uh got to meet all of you on the train too we had fun on the train we were doing chants on the train that was kind of <laughs> fun on the way home um but hey wonderful to be back so uh but nice to be back on tonight uh, i was able to made it so dude always yeah a honor doing doing the crazy run back home just trying to be safe and make it happen dude but you made it and yeah. we saved the room because, dude, I was talking to, uh, was it Anthony, right, from the vinyl crew? Um, it was, dude, They, we need to do this, right? This is tradition now. So I can't have a pod without having our vinyl minute. So yeah, without further ado, so. Jason, you have, you have right, it in front I, of you. I, got I know you do. Hand. So let's go for it, man. All right. Uh, this is a band. There we go. I've been listening to this band like crazy. Jawbreaker, this is the album Unfun. Um, I was a fan of theirs, but now I'm a 
super fan. If you guys have Prime Video, there's a, a documentary on Jawbreaker. On if you watch this documentary, you're gonna become a huge fan. And since I've watched this documentary, I've been it's just in the Jawbreaker nonstop. Amazing band. I mean, all their albums are great. Very underrated. Um, they were part of that uh, kind of that Bay Area punk scene back in the '90s. Uh, but awesome documentary. I mean, they I'm, they're from Oakland. Uh, that's why I'm kind of looking forward to my Oakland trip because there is kind of a, a cool punk scene up in Oakland. But uh, Jawbreaker, I rec highly recommend it. Listen to this band. Uh, one of the songs on here is one of their classics called "Want." That's a great song. Another great song, not on this album, called uh, "Boxcar." Uh, I love the, the the beginning of the song. It says, uh, "You're not punk," and I'm telling everyone. And then uh, the chorus goes one, two, three, four. Who's punk? What's the score? So uh, great album, great band. And uh, I highly recommend you guys checking out Job Rick. You never check them out. You're going to like it. And like I said, check out the documentary. It just made me like you. You'll be like this in Job Rick and So you'll be feeling there it. we go. Job Ricker. This, Good this choice, week. Dude, that's a total winner, man. I love it. Uh, hot take from the match results. Survive. Uh, you know, I was so happy to get the three points. It was great to see, you know, that we we gave up that goal early in the second half, but just I think our defense really stepped it up in the second half. I was really proud of our, our backfield. Uh, they they really looked strong. And you know, Pablo Cisanega, dude, I love seeing him fighting <laughs> him. That was awesome. Uh, There's he fire was in his just, belly, right? Yeah. That was yeah. great to see. Uh, it was great to see him just – stand up for his team stand up for himself mm -hmm. uh just it was great i think uh i was being a joseph and i are both from the 32 52 so you don't really get to watch a game i watched the game yesterday on tv and uh mm -hmm. there was towards the end of the game i was kind of laughing at pablo uh the ball was he was in the box it was like towards the end of the game and he just had the ball right in front of him and was, you know, the colorado player kind of got pissed off at him because he took so long to pick it up and Colorado player said something to him, and Pablo just laughed. So that was kind of kind of cool to see. But uh, it was cool to be able to watch oh, the game. Uh, Max was able to watch the uh, the KCOP broadcast. Max did a great job. So like like I said, usually if I'm in the thirty two fifty two, I have to record the game because there's things we don't see because we're we had to be louder because there was less of us. So uh, my voice yeah, was hoarse at home. I agree. We seem a little smaller than we should be, even under the circumstances. Right, it looks a little too empty for me. It's kind of weird. Yeah, uh, especially seeing how full the rest of the stadium was. You're kind of like, oh, why don't we have more on our side? It's it, it's a little mm -hmm. weird. Uh, but dude, good thing bringing up KCOP because that broadcast was on point. Like watching the replay, I kind of like the broadcast better than what YouTube TV was bringing to us. So great pregame, was good. Yeah, great pregame, great presentation. Sideline reporter, she's I forgot her name, but she X. Shout out to her. She was awesome. She really did. Yeah, she knows her stuff, man. I, I really enjoyed her. Heath Pierce did a Barton, good job commentating. So, yeah, Barton seems to mix well with with Bretos. So, and Heath Pierce, shout out to Heath Pierce on the free game, dude. Good seeing yeah. him healthy and happy and doing his thing. So, yeah, good stuff on the KCOP through uh, KCOP crew, right? Uh, good things there. Uh, thanks again for coming, brother. I'm going to bring up the vinyl and then anything else you want to bring into it, we'll add to. So on our, on our LAC fantasy update, we're still in second place. We lost a little bit of distance with the first place side, but we're still within striking distance. One DP player on my side goes crazy. We might be in first by the end of this week. So there's good things, right? So there it is. Uh, Ariano, Miss Ariano, any last, uh, 
thoughts you have before I let you escape when we get into that uh, NYCFC madness? Uh, yeah, I was at work today, and I think I just want to, again, I think I brought this up a couple times this month, this mental health awareness. There's a, I just want to just tell people, you know, if you need help, go get it. There's lots of resources out there. I was going to get resources today at work, but if you guys are any in any type of school, there's free mental health uh, counselors. Just get help. Uh, I had to quite a few years ago, and it helped me. Um, I got a crazy story, but um, you guys just go get the help. So it's mental health awareness. I just want to, I thought, you know, that's more important than any football, anything else, uh, our mental health. If uh, I know it's been a tough year and a half. Um, so you guys stay strong. Yeah. So just want to share hard that adjustment back to normal life now too. So that's yeah. not going to be easy. So yeah, a lot, a lot of shifts, right. Of emotion and energy. We've all been through it. That's for sure. It's been a rough one. It's just good. We have LASC football to escape too. Right. Yes. It's a beautiful thing. Hmm. Are you going to be back at the game this weekend? Or are you going to be watching this one on TV? I, I've i already used two sick days this year. Maybe we only have about five games. So uh, I probably shouldn't use another sick day. And uh, tickets are, I mean, I, tickets are, it's tempting because Thank tickets you. are like cheap again if you're vaccinated. Um, I tried giving away a ticket this past week because I was able to get in the, the North End after I bought a South End ticket. So I got hooked up for a North End ticket. Um, but no, everyone who said they could go was vaccinated, and my ticket was a vaccinated ticket. So, if you're vaccinated, yeah. you can get you can get them cheap. So, yeah, I will tell you this: it's 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 rarefied air. If you get a vax ticket, the price is super low right now because I guess not enough got them yet. I, it, it's tough, and distribution's been a little bit squirrely. I know that. Uh, we all <laughs> we've been dealing with it. I will say this though: after everything's opens up on the fifteenth. It'll be crazy sky high prices again and get hard, you know, be a really hard uh, sell or at least hard to get tickets after things open back up. So if you can get in, take advantage of it for the time being. That's for sure. Excellent, Jason, man. It's great to have you on again. I'm going to let you All escape right. for the night and go get some rest. I know it's been a hard day at work. Uh, yeah. We'll see you in a couple weeks again, brother. Take care. Right, sounds good. All right. Have a good one. And now... On to NYCFC, and dude, we brought in the pros for this last one. So we got Ben Verhin back and Christine Kwan jumping on. So without further ado, welcome, Ben, and welcome, Christine. How are you guys doing tonight, Ben? How are you, sir? Doing good, Joseph. How are you? Uh, everything is good right now. You know, we got the win on, on Saturday, so, you know, all good vibes right now. Dude, your article was on point, man, I got to say. Thank uh, you. If anybody hasn't seen it yet, go check out uh, our Twitter account. Uh, or our website, artofLFC.com, and he does a proper breakdown of our last match, and good and thorough, man, and we're beyond thankful for you to do that. Uh, keep it up, brother. We love it. Uh, so this one's a good one. Christine, how, how have you been? Because I know you've been on the run today as well. I've been good. I totally understand what Jason means. I was just rushing home. There's always like five accidents when I'm on the way to the podcast, but... <laughs> otherwise i'm good um happy with the win that we got and yeah excited to talk about the next game and good there to we see go. you it's kind of like an episode of mad max right when we're all getting on on here like got a battle <laughs> know, through really. all these armies and then we're all get on at the right time and then it, it, it happens it's a little bit of chaos pod with us sometimes thursday nights have been like that as of late so i again beyond appreciative for both of you making it on uh christine right. are you ready for this preview feeling good about this one I am. I am feeling good. And I have a hot take in terms of like a score prediction. 
but I guess I'll save that to the end. Um, right, I know we'll you guys don't do score predictions, but yeah. I don't. I, I, I'd rather do form predictions than the score predictions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. For doing those, uh, which is fine because it's kind of like if we're in form, we win, right? I mean, that's usually the vibe with our side. So let's get into okay. this mix. Ben, how has NYCFC been doing this year? Um, so, you know, they started off the season well. They, they actually went on a four-game unbeaten streak until they lost last week at home to Columbus. But they've gotten some good results on the road in particular. You know, they they won against Philly in Philadelphia. And, you know, Philly's a top three seed in the East this year. Always a good team. And, they, you know, they, they rescued a point um, in Orlando, who are also, uh, I think, they're second place in the East right now. So, you know, some pretty good results on the road for NYCFC. But in their last three matches, out of those nine points, they've only gotten two points. So not... Not a great form right now, and both of those were at home, one loss and one draw. But they've been dealing with injuries as of late. So, but the good thing about well, NYC is, oh, go ahead. Is home really home though for them? No, right now? I mean it's a baseball stadium, and then it's like the Red Bull Arena, right? Yeah, so I think this last one is at Red Bull, right? Yeah, it's pretty weird. It's sad, man. I got to say, it's a little embarrassing that the league's still mm-hmm. doing this stuff. But, yeah, it's got to be tough on them because they have to play in their arch rival's house and act like it's home. <laughs> and it's not home. That's far from it. It's in yeah, New Jersey. Home. Like, not talking too much smack, but you're promised one thing and you're given something else. Imagine being the fans okay. through this situation. So it's not good for anybody. I can't help rough. but feel like they really don't feel like they're playing at home. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's you know. rough. Uh, and then – you know, the results have been up and down, but do you think it's because of performance or for other factors? Uh, it's probably due to the – they've been dealing with injuries also. You know, they – in the last three games specifically, they've been dealing with some key players out. I know uh, one of their DPs, Maxi Morales, has been out with injury. They're left uh, – right back. Um, forgot his name, but he's also been out. So, yeah, they're getting players back healthy. Um, this this week against LAFC, the whole team traveled. It just depends mm-hmm. on how many how many minutes each player will play. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah, it could be really interesting. Now, they did lose the last match, but let's be real, they probably shouldn't have. Christine, you got a chance to break down the last one, right? How did things go for them? They've been having a little bit of bad luck, so they need to really shake things off um, on their end. So like against the Toronto game, um, I'm sure you guys heard that there was a goal that the referee disallowed, uh, which was Mm -hmm. later um, like reviewed by like the referee organization. And that said like that actually should have been a goal. And it was essentially like a deflection um, that the Toronto keeper, like he tried to kick it and then Medina hit Medina's back and then the referee um, took the goal back. So there was that. So in all fairness, that should have been uh, a two, one win for them. Um, and then like they're playing the crew. They're more or less dominating the game. I would say they, they're the better team for 95% of the game. And then Zellerian out of nowhere scores two Golosos on set pieces like in the 80, I think it was like the 87th minute and then like the 95th minute. Right. And uh, right. yeah, so definitely like 
it's a mixture of bad luck. I don't think that they also played to their potential, but I think that things weren't ex- the stars weren't exactly aligned for them either. Now they're going to have to go on the road, play us. It's just not getting easier for them. Not at all, but yeah. they do have players back in the lineup, right? I mean, that that's one area of improvement. That's for sure. Uh, Sean Johnson, do you think he's been doing his job in this? Has he been stepping up or has it been kind of ups and downs for him too? Yeah, I think when I was watching, um, he, he, I feel like it's not his fault. Like he's definitely made mistakes, but to me, the defensive line is often caught flat-footed and that's what that's their weakest point in my point of view um they have some good midfielders they've got um, keaton parks they've got a uh, tajuri shradi um their attackers are decent i w- won't say that they're lethal but like you know um castellanos and medina they both have i think four goals apiece this season um they know how to create chances and they're very good at the counter attack always finishing their opportunities. Um, but if there is a weak point, I, I would say that it's their back line and they often get uh, caught flat footed. They're often sort of like um, giving attackers way too much space. So I feel for John, Sean Johnson, you know, I mean, I, I rarely, rarely blame, like blame the keeper, but I think it's a trickle effect when you don't have that, that barrier in front of you. He's dealing with a makeshift lineup, a three man yeah. back line. Yeah. He's kind of just trying to hold fort back there. Oh, and by the way, yeah. Zella Ryan has like the moment of his life uh, outside yeah, of you're winning not, you're MLS not stopping final. that goal. Literally, like oh. at the the perfect upper V, like no one's stopping that goal. They laid a guy across the back of the lo- the wall. I mean, they went that extreme with a defensive setup on that thing. Yeah. Like, nah. Yeah. It's it, it's it. I watched it and I just kept. I, I felt bad for NYCFC, if you could believe that, because they yeah. shouldn't have lost that game. They should have been able to carry that one through, and it just didn't happen. And you look yeah. at this lineup, and you're like, wait, so they got results against Philly at home, right? They stole one there. Yeah. And they should have got a result against Columbus. We're unfortunate. They seem to be good against the better teams, even right. though they're not entirely healthy. Which Right, and Philly... Philly got a red card in the first half, I believe, as well. Yeah, it was dumb. And, <laughs> you know, even then, yeah. like, they didn't capitalize on, like, their offensive attacks as much as they should. So, I, like, I'm going into this game thinking we're definitely the better team. There's some spots and players that we need to watch out for. I think Keen Parks is a fantastic player, and I think Tajiri Shradi is always there. Um, you know, opening up for that 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 look for the you know for that ball back at the top of the 18. Um, he's a, a smart attacking midfielder. So as long as we are able to like play our game, um, stay compact, you know, do all the things that we need to do, I think we're going to have a really good result. There we go. Yeah. So you know, I feel good about it, but at the same time, I know that. They're a team in flux. We're not sure what they're going to bring up. Ben, you mentioned that that they really haven't had the stand in the lineup for almost any of the games so far, right? Yeah, you know they've they've always been like fluctuating in the in the system. You know, I know they started the season with a four man backline, four two three one, 
Mm-hmm. But, you know, when they got injuries, like, you know, two weeks after that, they went to a back three, and they've been going to a 3-4-2-1 or a 3-1-4-2, you know, just depending on who's available. So we really don't know who, what system they're going to put out against LAFC. It really just depends on who, who is healthy enough to, to go from the start. And you were telling me that the entire crew, basically the entire lineup, all their players are off the injured list, and they traveled with the team to LA, right? Yeah, every everybody traveled um, except for Heber, who's still recovering from that injury from last year. But yeah, everybody else is um, quote unquote healthy. Um, it just depends on how many minutes they're they're going to play. But yeah, they're all, they're all going to be in the stadium on the bench or on the field, and just we'll just see who who's ready to play. Perfect. Now, if we're going to worry about somebody, who's the danger man for this match? Uh, I would, well, for sure, with uh, Medina and Castellanos, you know, the top two up top, definitely look out for them. You know, Medina, he's a really uh, quick, you know, kind of like an attacking midfielder, left-footed winger who, who likes to, you know, cut inside, kind of like Vela and shoot the curler to the far post. You know, he, he creates a lot of chances for them. He takes, like, most of their set pieces, like the corner kicks, free kicks. Definitely watch out for him. And um, the striker, uh, what was his name? Uh, Castellanos. Yeah, he, he's a big, big body, uh, big body striker. You know, uh, NYCFC likes to play off him a lot. They like to um, use him as a as a pivot, kind of play the ball to him, and then he'll play it back to you. He's he's very strong. You know, he'll protect the ball really well. So, yeah, you got you got to watch out for him too. Murillo and Segura are gonna have their hands full this match. That's for sure. Now, Christian, you were mentioning they had like each had four goals up top. Yeah, uh, this season, I believe they both have four goals. Um, So they're tied for like lead score for the season thus far. Um, And then the other player. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Um, And the other player that's supposedly going to be available is Talis Magno, the new 18 year old Brazilian uh, that they just signed. Which plays winger, correct? I believe so. Yeah. So I yeah. wouldn't be surprised if he gets some minutes. I'm not sure if he'll be a starter, but that's a total wild card. Like he's supposed to be, he's extremely hyped up, but nobody's, you know, seen him play. Obviously he hasn't gotten any minutes to the team. Um, so wild card, you know? Yeah. Like well, rumors that be he, be the, his, his halfway house to Man City, right? Is that exactly what the rumors are? Yeah, yeah, so that's going to be interesting. And then there's one other Brazilian, right, Ben, that they're talking about for this match potentially? Yeah, uh, Thiago. Let me see his name. Thiago Andrade. Yeah, Thiago Andrade. Yeah. Um, he's uh, also a forward. I think he could play either winger or striker. Um, I know the coach said today that Thiago and Magno will each will be available for the match, but they will be on a minutes restriction about 10 to 15 minutes for each one, depending on how the game goes. So yeah, we, yeah, could, we, we could be seeing their, their MLS debuts this weekend at the bank. Yeah. Late in the game when we tend to falter a little bit, we get two high end prospect Brazilian players in a system that we were talking before the pod. looks like they're going to be switching into a four, three, three when everybody's healthy mm-hmm. uh, with these two kids being the, the outer wings coming in on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Talk about a line. I mean, you already have two guys with four goals. Now you bring in these other two kids. 
man, like they they are looking like an instant if these kids play pay off. Again, we know the gamble, right? We know the third DP gamble. If they do pay off, this pretty much shakes up the Eastern Conference and gives gives everybody a run for their money uh, going in. They're definitely going to be the most dynamic sides. The only sad part is if they play on the postage stamp, you kind of neutralize your wing play anyway. Right, they're building a team that doesn't fit their home their home field. Yeah. I mean, that's sad, but true. Unless something else is being worked out, you never know in this mm-hmm. world. So, interesting with these two, you see what they're building towards. It feels very LAFC esque from the NYCFC crowd. Mm-hmm. But in this match, we're not like we're not going to see more than ten to fifteen minutes from these guys. So limited risk, but in a risk where we tend to falter at times. Sounds like we got to get our act together quick, right? Right, guys? Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much going to be the story there. Uh, System-wise, are you expecting him to play with that that three in the back, or do you think now that players are getting healthy, they're gonna they're widening things out in the back a bit? Uh, I think they're gonna play with with four in the back, you know. But that's if everybody's healthy, assuming that you know Tinner home, their right back comes back from injury. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think I think if he's healthy, they're gonna go with four in the back. But if not, I, I could see them going with three in the back as well. I know that their uh, their center defensive mid James Sams. You know he's highly regarded as one of the great young American prospects. He's his natural position is a defensive mid, but they've been using him as a center back, you know, out of necessity. But I know they would rather keep him in the midfield. So I know if everyone's healthy, they would want to play with four in the back and put him back in the midfield. So. That's what I'm. Yeah, I mean, look at who they have lined up with him. If he gets back into the midfield, it's pretty darn strong. I can't Mm -hmm. blame them for wanting to push up. If he is in the back, though, I mean, credit to him to actually being being able to like shift out of defensive mid role to center back. I mean, that's a world of difference. Mm -hmm. Uh, Distribution wise, probably easier for him. But being the last line on a three man back is not an easy adjustment, Mm -hmm. especially for a young player. Yeah, Uh, commend him for that. For for even doing it and being halfway decent at it. Uh, so if they do that, I, I'd feel pretty good about this game. If they play three in the back, I think it's a field day for us. But, yeah, who knows? I mean, look at Colorado. They threw five in the back against us. So <laughs> NYCFC, you can see a total. It does seem like everybody switches their whole thing when they play against LAFC, then goes back to normal mm-hmm. after they're done with us. Mm-hmm. So this could be chaos again. And then they have had different, like, formations pretty much throughout the season, depending on the opponent, right? Right. Yeah. And they're probably going to switch formations within the game, too, depending on how it goes. So, you know, who knows what we're going to see in this game, to be honest. Well, the two young kids, I guarantee it. Yeah. Right. They bring in the Brazilian players. You see the three up, up top for sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. So it should be an interesting match. Should be a little different. Uh, predictions on who will play. Uh, do you who do you think is going to start for NYCFC? If you're going to make a prediction, what does it look like to you? Uh, so we got Sean Johnson at the goalkeeper, uh, Maxime Cheneau, James Sands, and depending on if Alexander Callens is healthy, he'll probably get the start. If not, it'll be Sebastian Ibehaga. Uh, in the midfield, you'll have Andres Jason, Nicholas Acevedo, Keaton Parks, and Gubundur Taranenson. And up top, you will have Ismail Tajuri. Or Maxi Morales, if he's healthy, Jesus Medina, and Valentin Castellanos. They're going to go three, do you think? Well, it's... well Tajuri would be a guy like an attacking mid, so 
Okay. So yeah, like a diamond. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Interesting. Interesting. Christine, are you kind of in agreement on that where you're going to have this, this, this drop back attacking mid, or do you think they're going to go wide on us? Um, I, I don't know how the formation, like who's going to play the fourth defender, because I think they are going to put four in the back, but more or less, I think that's going to be the lineup. And I think to Jerry Schrader, you'll probably get the start over Maxi. Um, Morales, just because I think he had a solid game. He scored in their last game. And um, I'm not sure if Maxi Morales is like 100%. He did get some minutes last game, but uh, it just seems like if you have a, if somebody who's who's a healthy and who had a good game, he, he's going to get the start. Um, but yeah, pretty much the same as what um, Ben said. And they seem to be really good at countering with speed. I think that plays more into what they have right now. Uh, mm -hmm. They're willing to seed possession from what I've seen for the sake of mm -hmm. catching players and teams on the counter. They're getting caught overlapping, which, you know, we love doing that. Yeah. So I think we're going to see the same thing. Seed possession, hit us. Seed possession, hit us on the run and create kind of these foot races. Mm -hmm. That's what we're expecting. Uh, something that we've had trouble with early on this year, especially with our outside backs dealing with that. Yeah. So this could be a cautionary tale for us yet again. That's for sure. Uh, let's see, Christine, you had a prediction that you wanted to make today, right? I think that it's going to be a high scoring game for us. I just think that, you know, they are a team that also likes to counterattack. Their defense is pretty weak right now. Um, they do have some good pieces in midfield, but I think our midfield and our attackers and our defense just man for man are better. And um, I feel like we are sort of have momentum from the last win. We're playing at home. Vela's back. Um, we're getting healthier. And I just feel like this game, I'm, I feel like we're going to see like a 3-0 kind of game. Oof. And um, <laughs> yeah, um, not to say like, no, neither team is going to take it lightly because NYC FC really need this win. They, they've had two really crappy like experiences, <laughs> their past games, you know, um, and we really need to keep the momentum. I, today I was listening to extra time and they said that uh, LAFC is currently in purgatory. That's how they described us. Um, and <laughs> I was like, okay, there, but I mean, part of us getting out of purgatory is really just taking it game by game and making sure mm -hmm. that we are, are going to do everything that we need to do to get the result this game. Cause the momentum is really important right now um, for us. And I think just in terms of like the players and the, the supporters and how everyone's feeling right now, um, we, we also really need this win. So, yeah, I'm expecting, a, a, as long as we have everyone healthy, um, I'm expecting our attackers to have some beautiful games. And I'm going to actually be there. So I'm going to be yes. super excited to celebrate with all of you guys. Good. Ben, you going to make it to the game? Yeah, I'll, I'll be covering the match for, for Heart of LAC. I'll be in the media in the media section. In the, in the box. There it is. Yeah. Elevated view, the best view in the house. Mm -hmm. If you've ever been to the box, it's it's just gorgeous. Uh Good. So it's good. I'm going to see both you guys pretty much there, which is a lovely thing. Now, who's in and who's out for us right now? Who's healthy? Or actually, who's not healthy? That's better conversation. It's not a big list right now, right? 
No, so I know Poku, you know, he had that injury with the Las Vegas Lights. He had a knee injury, mm-hmm. and I think Bob updated us in the presser today. He said he's out indefinitely. Doesn't sound yeah. very good. Doesn't sound very mm-hmm. promising at all. And I know the other guy is Eric Duenas, who's also out with an injury. So those are pretty much the only two players. Mm-hmm. And considering that um, Las Vegas Lights play the same the same day as us. We'll probably be loaning out some players to them as well. So probably the same ones as last week. So we'll missing we'll miss some players for them too. There it is. So not many out. So that begs the question, who has really earned a spot? Who should be in the starting 11? Of course, we know that Vela Rossi Baird is the obvious way to go, right? I don't think there's any question that's who we're going to see. I uh, yeah. don't even need to bait that. We know this. The question is, where does Blessing fit in? So, Christine, does Blessing start this game, or is he in the role of a uh, super sub again? Man, it's so funny because I feel like um, people who are not LAC supporters really love Blessing, and they like commentators and analysts. They are like the hugest fans of Blessing, and it only makes sense to them that Blessing should start and you know a play full ninety. I think that people closer to LASC, um, we see the benefit of him being a super sub. And I think it also kind of depends on how Kay's doing, um, you know, his last performance and then how he's training. But I don't see him starting. Um, I don't see Blessing starting. I see him coming in as a sub again. So, and I think that it worked for us. And I think for various reasons, like he, he, he is deserving, but there's a certain combination in the chemistry. And then there's like a certain like uh, crescendo that happens that comes in like that, that he adds to. So like in terms of like the flow of the game that works for us because we always start strong and then we kind of dip and he is that infusion of energy that, that really helps us maintain that level in like the latter half of the game. Agreed. And honestly, when he gained the Starman tag, which I love the nickname, I think it was because of the late game heroics and the energy that he'd bring into the game. Cause yeah. blessing, whether he plays from the first minute or he comes in the 70th minute, he's going to give you the same game. He's going to come in. Mm-hmm. He's going to be energy. It's not always the highest skill, but it's definitely the work rate. And that in the late sub that's essential. So I'm with you on that. I, I think that, that Cifuentes really showed something in this last game that he's earned mm-hmm. that spot. So, yeah, Blessing as a sub sounds good. Ben, are you in the same camp on that? Yeah, I mean, you know, again, he brings a, this team so much energy off the bench, you know, with speed, his high intensity, his, his pressing. Yeah, I think coming on for the final, you know, 20, 25 minutes of the game is where we want, where we want to see Blessing. You know, opponents will be tired. They'll be caught off guard. You know, they won't be able to keep up with him. Uh, yeah, like you said, also, unfortunately, Blessing, he's not, he doesn't provide the passing, you know, the, the finishing, the creativity that a Cifuentes can do or an Atuesta. So it's better to, you know, to bring him out and close out games with that high intensity in the midfield. And I think he's a perfect player for that. And if it's not a high intensity, it's it's getting hacked and taking time off the clock, right? Yep, exactly. <laughs> he does a really good job at shielding the ball and, and forcing, he's just pretty much angering guys that mark him and they just, tend to deck him so and he's willing to take the hit so credit to the man for being that way it's it's good stuff definitely taking it for the team Mm 
Uh, other stuff. Palacios versus Farfan. I want to say versus, but Palacios or Farfan. Uh, mm -hmm. What camp do you fall in, Christine? Who do you think should get the start on the day? Um, I think that Farfan should get the start. Um, I think he, I'm pretty happy with how he's been playing. And I think like Palacios for me, didn't have the strongest um, performance last game. And like, it also just depends on training, you know, who's doing better in training. Cause they're really sort of like neck and neck right now. Um, so for me, I, I would like to see Farfan start. Excellent. Ben, where, where, where is your head at on this? Uh, well, for me, I think Palacio still is a starter for me. You know, I, after being pulled out um, at halftime versus the Galaxy, I feel like, you know, and being benched against Seattle, I thought he responded well intensity-wise against Colorado. Um, you know, the intensity was where it needed to be. His passing was good, but he still struggles with the defensive positioning. You know, that's been his weakness this season. Uh, you know, it showed mm -hmm. in the Colorado's goal. But mm -hmm. I feel like that's something that can be worked on. And I don't, I still think he's a better player, like the more talented, more quality than for fun. But don't get me wrong, for fun, you know, he's he's been shown that he's more than capable of getting the job done at left back. So I think this may be one of Chiki's like last opportunities, you know, really put his name on, on the starting job. Because if not, you know, Farfan is right there to, to get it. So I'm kind of in the realm of I'd like to see Farfan get the start, but if I'm going to put money on it, I think Sefuentes, or sorry, Palacios gets to play uh, because they want the distribution and the counters to try to catch a, uh, the transitioning side. Mm -hmm. I think that's where the heads will be out on this. But, you know, if you're going to knock Farfan, it's distribution, right? Service. Yeah, which is something, of course, trains in. He gets used to the system. He's playing here. Palacios mm -hmm. knows the system a little bit better, so I I get it. I just, to me, in my head, defense is everything, right? And if you're gonna give up something cheap, it just can't be done. It's not something you should be permitted to do or get rewarded with a start in the next game. Yeah, I know they want to work it out, but I want to win games, and that's really all that matters to me. So that's my head. Uh, but I do think Palacios is probably going to start this thing. Uh, of course, there, the other conversation would be uh, Kim Moon-Hwan. And is he going to finally get into the starting lineup, or has has his spot been locked up already by Blackman? So, Christine, where are you on that one? I don't think Kim Moon-Hwan's going to get the start. Um, even though I've been really happy with how he's been playing, I think I've been happier than Max Bretos, for example. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm like... I don't know if we're watching the same game, but I think he's he's been playing really well. He's really dynamic. Um, you can see the speed and the touch and the attacking mindsets there. He's trying to make um, forward runs. And yeah, like there's only so much you can do if you only get 15 minutes of time. But in the, in the moments that I've seen him, I've been very satisfied with his play. That said, I think Blackman's also done his job really well. And um, he hasn't done anything to lose his spot. And Blackman, yeah, he, he's um, he's positionally defending, but he's also making those overlapping runs with Vela. And his distribution, he's finding those through balls. So um, in all fairness, I think that Blackman has earned his starting position again. I'd agree, 100%. Yeah. Black, it's Blackman's job to lose right now. 
And Kim Hwan does come in excellent in the second half. I think he's, he bolsters us every time he does come in. There's so much that he shows. The upside is massive with him, which is why he earned his call up. And we'll talk about that in a few seconds. Uh, but yeah, it, it's tough. It's just tough because Blackman is doing the job, which we should all be happy. Blackman's doing the yeah. job. Uh, it's good to see that that competition is more on merit, right? On the right side, and the left side is more on are you getting the job done, right? It's questioning right. getting the job done. So <laughs> I love yeah. I love the situation at right back. It's just it's all wins for us in there. Left back mm -hmm. needs to get a little better. There we are. Ben, uh, your take on Kim Moon Juan. Are we gonna see minutes from him in this game? Well, I don't think he's ready to start just yet. I mean, he hasn't played more than 20 minutes, 20 minutes in each of the past three games. You know, so I think putting him from the start would be kind of a risk considering especially he's coming off injury. So I feel like they're playing it really, really safe with him. You know, it's a long season. They don't want to risk him just yet. We have a two-week break coming up. He has international duty. So I don't think it's just the right time to put him in from the start. But yeah. I do think he deserves to play a little bit more time, maybe in around the 30 to 45-minute range. So I, mm -hmm. I would love to see that. But also, it also depends on the formation. I haven't seen... Bob put in Moon Juan when they're playing with the four back line. It's always when they switch to the three three man back line. So it just depends on the formation as well. But hopefully we get to see him more off, more often this game. I know Blackman has done a really good job, like you guys mentioned. It's mm -hmm. his job to lose. And yeah, I mean, I just want to see a little bit more from Kim Moon Juan, if not this game. Hopefully, you know, the next game. So we'll see. Yep. And of course, we have a long break coming up ahead. So. This is a statement match, without a doubt. A huge statement match. If we can take these guys down and get into the streak going into the break, it's good. Guys will get healthy. We'll have momentum. Even though there's a break, there's still momentum. Some guys are going to go on international duty, which, Ben, international duty, who do you know who's going so far? So, so far, like we mentioned, Kim Moon Hwan is going to South Korea. I know uh, the backup goalkeeper, Tomas Romero, is going to El Salvador. Uh, Mark Anthony Kay, I believe, is going with the Canadian national team. And as far as South America goes, I know Diego Rossi has a small chance of going because one, a few of the players from the Uruguay national team pulled out. So if he, he was uh, considered a reserve, he might have a chance to go. And then we're still waiting on the Ecuador for Chiqui and Cifuentes to see if they go. And that's pretty much the only ones that are going to be going. And now that they're all getting vaccinations, go, it's fine with me. I don't yeah. feel so bad now. Um, last year, it was a disaster. It pretty much cost us in the playoffs. So much different times, that's for sure. Uh, Christine, any last takes before we get into the madness and beauty of the comments and conversations from <laughs> our faithful? We're, we're better than this team. Like, we need to, like, um, just defiantly like put our stamp on this game and beat them by many many goals like it can't be a 1-0 game like or 2-1 game like we are good enough to beat this team by several goals and we're at home and we got an audience i want to see us get out of purgatory with this game so here's hoping that my prediction is right basically smash the COVID protocols by smashing <laughs> New York City FC and moving yeah. on to the promised land of, of open stadiums and international tournaments. And we right. all get lost in the Euros and the Copa <laughs> and love it. 
that works for yeah. me. Uh, cool, cool deal. Uh, so let's get into the mix, guys. Let's let's throw a few out there. Here's an interesting one from Pee Wee. Christine, you want to read this one from Pee Wee? Uh, which okay. Pee Wee said, "You guys think the U.S. national team will make it to the World Cup, and what players from LAFC should be on the squad?" Joseph, so what do you jerk. think? I'm going to be the jerk and go, hey, we haven't qualified yet. I don't promise we will. Uh, they've proven mm -hmm. not to make it to multiple qualifications now, uh, Olympics and all that. So they aren't a World Cup team until they become one again. Mm -hmm. That's my vibe. Who from the U.S. team on this side? The only guys that are actually showing any sort of potential would be Corey Baird and Tristan Blackman, right? I mean, those are the obvious choices. Mm -hmm. Tristan, I think he's in the he's in the mix, but I don't think he's one that's going to break into a World Cup qualifying roster yet, even though, honestly, he's playing better than they keep putting there. Uh, mm -hmm. The other question is Baird. I think Baird is the guy they put in, in during, like, Camp Cupcake, right, the January matches, because um, mm -hmm. he's kind of a bubble player. A World Cup team is a little tough because these young players playing in Europe have really taken things by storm. So mm -hmm. who knows? That's it's a hard one, but those are really the only two they see as potential. Ben, what's your take on that? No, I mean I agree. We we have a lot of like you know foreigners, not a lot of American players on the team. But yeah. maybe uh, maybe Marco Farfan, you know, if he keeps it up, he's maybe in the mix in the future. In the future mm -hmm. Yeah, it's pretty mm -hmm. much it though. Yeah, I mean he's got his caps too, right? So mm -hmm. yeah, we'll we'll see what happens there. Uh, let's see. We'll keep moving into. Brennan Matthews, who's making the trip down to San Diego for the Loyal versus Lights game after the LAFC game? You'll need a helicopter to get there in time, to be honest, this weekend. <laughs> That's going to be a tough drive to get there in time because I don't think, yeah, I don't think it matches up quite well enough. But those of you with, with the right machines, maybe you'll make it out there. I don't know. I'll watch an ESPN Plus because honestly, it's like going to church for me watching <laughs> Vegas. Like, I don't want to get up in the morning for this. I don't, I don't, but sometimes <laughs> I you just like, have to. Is that a good or bad? <laughs> it's not a, not a good, I'm saying, in terms of Sunday mornings are rough. Yeah. Watching Las Vegas is rough. Rough. Uh, I don't I don't enjoy it. I'm not taking any enjoyment. It feels like I'm just going to school watching those games right now. So <laughs> I don't even want to make a trek for that. Ben, I don't, I don't know. Are you enjoying watching these games so far? I mean, there's no, I know man, a few bright spots. but It's, it's rough. I mean, I, I like to see Bryce Duke. You know, he's getting a lot of a lot of minutes down there. It's good for his mm -hmm. development. Definitely like mm -hmm. a promising future for him. I know Cal Jennings has scored a goal last game, so that's good for his confidence. But yeah, you know, it's it's pretty much just developing the young kids. It's it's for the future. It's it sucks that you know they're they're losing games. It sucks for Las Vegas fans. But I mean, what what are you gonna do? It's what are you gonna do? It's hard. I, I I just feel bad for Vegas. They should they should get some better treatment from our boys, and they need to mm -hmm. get some results. It's it's just it's not cool. It's not guys. I mean, it's a pro no. side. You're in the USL. Treat it as such. These aren't practice games. These count. And you have a city backing you in Las Vegas, and an owner throwing money at this and trying to make it work. <sighs> Play the part. Play the part, guys. I know it's hard. I get it. Yeah. I get it. But we could win two cups. Like. Step up. Uh, Carlos C. He says, start Cifuentes, K, and Atuesta. I think there's 100% agreement there, right, guys? Yep. You are yeah. correct, Carlos. We're on board. We got you, man. Peewee dropping in. Blessing is good. He has heart. But, yeah, super sub. I agree with Christine. 
consensus. Mm-hmm. There we go. Yeah. Agreed. Well said, Peewee. Nestor also agreeing with us on this on the midfield situation. Uh, Al Hopkins is mentioning Vegas and says, sounds like summer heading to Vegas, June 5th. That is a reality. I believe they're staying at the Plaza hotel, a bunch of 3252. are going to try to make the trek out there and get some crazy going on, hanging out with the supporters in Vegas. It's all big, happy family meetup. So if you can get out to John June 5th, go have some fun and go to a Vegas lights game. There it is. Uh, let's see Vegas, three games. (laughs) Vegas has three games during when we don't. Be smart and send a lot for match fitness. I agree. So when we're on this international break, mm-hmm. uh, we could definitely get some minutes from our younger players or even rehab guys that need to get minutes in. So yeah. definitely. I would even say Blackman homecoming in Vegas would be kind of cool, even though there's a risk involved with that. It's just mm-hmm. let them play back where, you know, hometown stuff would be kind of neat. We'll mm-hmm. see what happens there. I think it's just going to be the kids. I don't think we're risking anything in this. Yeah. Stay healthy, guys. That's pretty mm-hmm. much the story. Let's see. Moving forward. Now Hopkins says, Duke is getting good minutes. So is Jennings. Agree. Those guys are the bright spots in the conversation. Mm-hmm. All the way. Both of them. Um, uh, Moose is getting minutes, too. But honestly, I haven't been 100% happy with what he's been doing out there. I know he got a penalty yeah. kick and he scored that, but yeah, I, I think he needs a little better down there. Uh, let's see. He's close to taking the right spot from Blackman. Kim Moon Juan is threatening for that role, but you got to lose it before you lose it, and Blackman's showing yeah. none of that. So, yeah, it's, again, a, a lovely battle to have. I love every bit of it. Uh, people says he saw something in that kid. His level is pretty good. He needs more playing time. I feel maybe his style of play just doesn't fit with their system. But, uh, I'm not sure who he's talking about. I think he's talking about. I think he's talking about, but, uh, talking about Kim Moon again. Yeah, again, it's the yeah. hard adjustment. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. I mean, he's featuring for his national team, so there you go. Yeah. Carlos C. Blackman's pass to Vela on the second goal shows why he's still starting at right B. That's right because. Mm-hmm. Very true. from the back. So and Pop loves that. We know this. Mm-hmm. And he's not a liability. So all wins all around. Yes, this is a Blackman appreciation episode, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, all the way, all the way. Uh, let's see. Where do we have next here? Moving through. I like that one from Marvin. Uh, we feel mm-hmm. should be using Cal as a last minute sub over Moose. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with it because if you watch the way Cal plays, this dude's a poacher. Like he really mm-hmm. likes the pressure and st- like that that stolen goal, which is not the first time. If you look at some of his past matches at his other USL side, he does this. He's really good at digging balls out of the back line. So uh, playing a pest is a good thing. I'm okay with pest mode. It's I would love to see mode. that too. I, I love that yeah. take. I would love to see Cal get a chance. Uh, Marvin, you're on point, dude. I dig it. He's earned it. Honestly, his form mm-hmm. at Vegas has earned it. Duke's form at Vegas, he could get some show up minutes, right? Mm-hmm. That's yeah. true. Both. I'd be on both. I like this from Brennan. I loved how Pablo got stuck into players last game. Can see him starting to use his voice more. Things happen when you start all the time, right? <laughs> You take more ownership and leadership, and he's yep. he's growing up in front of our eyes. San Pablo, is, <laughs> you know this now. Uh, I'm I, 
right? I mean, are we at San Pablo status, guys? Is are are we getting there? Is it real? Yeah, I think he's there. I mean, he's shown great confidence in his first few weeks of the season, so I think he's only going to get better from now on. There it is. There it is. I like it. Uh, Cal has better physicality. I agree, Marvin. I like this interesting take right here. I'm going to throw this out there. Brendan M. And that's the game and why we need to see Jerry on next week to talk about LAFC players. Hey. Yeah, totally. Uh, we shall see. Uh on my final take, I'll tell you what's going on in the next few weeks. It's not bad things, but different things. And you're probably going to get fun out of it anyways. So uh, any more comments you guys see that stands out? I'm looking, looking, looking. I think we've pretty much covered everybody that wanted to. Uh, Carlos C., this is one last one I saw. I like Blackman better in a rotation at center back with Maria and Segura. Mm -hmm. He does good there. He's yeah. versatile. Yeah. He'll get minutes there this year, that's for sure, because those guys are going to need a rest, and those guys could get call-ups as well for their national teams, uh, especially the way Mario's been playing lately. And, and honestly, you never know, so it could happen. That's for sure. Uh, good take on that. So uh, thank you, everyone, for your comments. I Oh, look at this one. When do we lose Pablo to international duties? Well, I mean, Pablo's eligible to play for either the United States or Mexico, right? He's not tied, right? Am I right in this? He has his options. Mexico's probably not going to take him because he plays in MLS. It's yeah, hard luck, right? It's kind of a thing. Yeah. Uh, United States, who knows, man? Like, that's a long way down the line for me. I just want to see him play good for, for our year and, and carry us. That's yeah. where I'd be happy. Yeah. So, yeah, Pablo national team, maybe someday. Same with, like, Baron Blackman. All good things. Uh, Marvin, I keep finding cool comments. So I can't help but put them up there. I like the 352 at the end. I, you know what? It's, it works. It works. I just like that we're finally changing formations and and switching things out a little bit rather than just stuck in at 433 to death. So I'm okay with a little bit of movement. It's good. <laughs> There's versatility. We're branching like out. That. We're branching out. We're expanding. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Farfan and Moon Sub. Yep. Yep. And uh, they both did did good in their moments. So I think we're all happy there. All right. On that note, thank you guys for the amazing, amazing comments. We live and die by that. And like I told you guys, if you really wanted to even talk more, you're always welcome to jump on with us. We'll bring you on for an episode. We got the space. That's for sure. So if you really want to jump on, we'll get to do that. And that's where the surprises might come in in the next few weeks. So I'll mention that in a few after the final takes from everybody. Uh, I think in this case, <laughs> no, Brendan, <laughs> I'm not even going to comment. Can you believe he said that? No, we're not getting Zidane deal with it all right so on that moment we're gonna give our final final talks uh final comments i'm gonna start with you mr benjamin fire off brother yeah i mean you know lafc took a really important step into getting back in their groove last week at home mm -hmm. in front of the fans so i think it's a huge confidence booster so it's it's only right you know to keep it going you know we we have our fans back I think anything other than a win would be a, a slight step backwards. So I think LAFC needs to, you know, pull off these next three points, especially mm -hmm. at home. We have, you know, three more home games, including this one. So let's let's finish off this this first seven weeks um, in MLS season and take the two week break and then come back stronger than ever. 
There it is. Momentum, 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 and health. Yes. Good stuff, man. Looking forward to seeing you at the game, man. We got to get our good old photo op going yes, for this one. That's for, for sure. sure. So I'll see you there, man. It won't be Christmas tree lane love, but uh, yeah, definitely we'll find, figure a, something find out. a way into the concourse and make it happen. So good stuff. Christine, passing it on to you. Final take of the day. I'm excited to go to the, my first game at the stadium this season. I'm um, just appreciative of the 3252 and everyone who's been able to go thus far and represent. And, uh, you know, you get, it makes a huge difference for everybody, even like watching at home. I feel so proud to hear the stadium so loud and, and vibrant. Um, I agree with everything that Ben said. Um, we should win this game. And I think it's a great test for us because, um, you know, the expectation so high, the standards so high. Um, we're we're always like, for some reason, ranked extremely high by all analysts and camp commentators. And I feel like, in many ways, people are sort of setting us up for failure. So we need to show now at this point in time that when we um, come across adversity, we're able to rise to the occasion. And I feel like all signs point to that. Like we're getting um, healthier. Um, attitudes are more positive, players seem happier, and supporters are, you know, back in the stadium. So, yeah, all good things. Home sweet home. <laughs> Feels like yeah. home sweet home now, right? Totally. Awesome, Christine. So where are you going to be at in the stadium for this one? I'll be in the press box as well. Hey, there we go. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> Definitely going to get an analysis of this match. Good things. Uh, thank you both for coming on today. It's been absolutely amazing. Uh, again, a, a nice heady NYCFC uh, lead up. You guys did your homework. It's always good when we do that, which we always do. This crew is always strong. So thank you guys for that. Uh, thank you, everybody who tunes in every week comes on live in the middle of the night to support us and give their comments. There's been some strong ones this episode. I mean, really good stuff, guys. Uh, good analysis from everybody. It's been fun, guys. That's for sure. Now, this is episode 185. We're going to keep going, but it's going to be a little bit of a delay until you get to episode 186. And you're like, what are you doing? Well, it is international break. And I finally got time off. So I am going to be going on this crazy, crazy road trip. And the guys are laughing because it's an insane road trip with kids. But basically, <laughs> I'm going to hit 11 states in 20 days and hit like six national parks. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just going crazy. Just so I don't get caught in any tornadoes or anything like that. But I'm going to hit yeah. everywhere. Oklahoma. Oh, and, and mostly it's a Route 66 run. So I'm going to be running all over the place. Um, the good thing is, though, I'm running into guys like Ox. Uh, in Wichita, I know I'm going to go to Wichita and say hi, Docs. We're going to go hang out for a little bit. Uh, but I'm also going to see Victor in Omaha uh, and go check out an Omaha match with him. So my thought is, if this all plays itself out right, episode 186 might be an on-location uh, episode from Omaha, Nebraska. And the thought is that we'll do a Midwest version and check in with the LAFC faithful that live out that way. Give them a little bit of time to, to talk about what they, you know, their love for the side. And maybe they'll help us do a preview for the next match when we all come back. So next week, definitely no episode. Week after that could be a shotgun pod from Omaha, Nebraska. So look out for that. And, of course, check me out on social media. Check out everybody on social media. Uh, we'll all be doing our things. And uh, Ben, of course, he'll probably be anchoring us with a lovely article. So that, too, is yes. can always be amazing. Uh, hot takes and all. 
we'll see how this plays itself out. But again, a minor break for the show, but we'll get back to it even stronger after that. On that note, everybody, thanks again for doing all that you do to keep us where we're at and make us and provide that expectation for LAFC to push for it. Uh, shout out to everybody who went to the training uh, center before the Colorado match and gave a little bit of noise to the boys. Uh, show them how much we love them. Drums and all and smoke. Yes, that did happen. Uh, and you see the love back and forth. Shout out to Pablo for giving out the gloves to the kids. Uh, doing it all right, the right way, showing your true leadership by doing that. And again, thanks to Bob and John and everybody else for putting in the work every week and getting us to perform because honestly, I felt real good after the last match. And again, to all you guys who've stuck it out, this is our last match with this COVID madness. Hope we all break it down by the next one. And on that note, represent us well. Do everything that you're going to do. <sighs> Gosh, it's fun doing this show, right, guys? Yeah. And of course, <laughs> we got to carry this away. And you know what we always say at the end of this, guys, right? Ray, where are you? Stay golden. Stay golden. Thank you for listening to the Heart of LAFC. Make sure to leave us a rating and review on iTunes or Stitcher. Shoulder to shoulder, the black and gold is taking over.